You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Welcome to episode 81 of Geekiest Show Ever. Joining me, as always, is Kevin Alder. How are you going, Kevin? I'm doing much better this week than we were last week. I can see Mike's... Uh, Mike's. Crap. There we go. Mistake already. See, I can see... see Mar- I, you know what? It's... it's- Goddamn Mark Shepard that did it. Oh, Mike's so good in the hosting seat. Oh, Mike needs to be on more podcasts. See, when I get sick, you guys forget who I am. This is not fair. It's okay, Mike. Don't worry. I mean, Mark. (laughs) Seriously. Seriously. Mike is absolutely wonderful. And and, uh, thanks to him again for filling in when I've been sick. He's certainly our our go-to replacement host if either one of us sort of kicks the bucket. Yeah, and uh, but no, I have a. We can actually see each other and hear each other at the moment reasonably well via the Skype gods. I know it, it's working. That somehow I don't know how, and I don't want to touch anything. It's just it's marvelous. But you know what? I had a Google Plus handout today. Uh, spent a good two and a half hours on it. Didn't skip a beat. So I have no idea what the hell happened last week, but I, I am really sorry to all the listeners who did actually listen to that entire show. And I know a few people who actually did get to the end of it, and it's like, oh, jeez, you're, you're fans. You're, you're true blue fans, that's for sure. All six of you. We really appreciate it. <laughs> well, at least we didn't lose any more, that's for sure. And, you know, speaking about podcasts, I don't know what the hell's happening across here on the Stoplight Network these days. I haven't seen a tech fan come down my feed for ages. I don't know. I, I know Tim's been busy because uh, Max Specialist, who I uh, blog for uh, in Chicago, has opened their new store. So if you're in the Oak Park area, go and, and check out the new store uh, and simply go to the website maxspecialist.com. So I know he's been pretty busy with that, but I, I was hoping David would sort of pick up and, and run with it. But anyway, um, but you know who else has been really, really, really lazy? is the guys who do not speed in in reverse. So you've got um, so you've got Peter, and, the, and then you've got the man who shall remain nameless doing that show. And I've got to tell you, I, I was speaking to the man who shall remain nameless the other day, and, and he said, oh, you know, can you come on and, and, and sort of, you know, do you have some spare time to do a podcast? Peter can't do it because he needs a nap before he goes out. And it's like, what a <laughs> sissy. Needing a nap. I don't take naps. Oh, I, I, it took it took them. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? It took them an entire month to get the third show out. So I mean, we okay. They're, they're on a monthly cycle. It's that time of the month again, I guess, Kevin. But um, <laughs> don't go there. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but you know what? I I haven't had a chance to check it out. I just hope it's good because the first two episodes were really, really awesome. So I hope they've done a, a great job on here. And I, I love how Peter. Uh, decided on Twitter to, to tweet the man who shall remain nameless and say, you know what? We sound good. It sounds so much better on the second listen. And I'm just rolling my eyes thinking, oh, my God, we don't do that kind of self-promotion. We, we just don't go near that. We, you know, we're proud to just be going and, and getting it done. We don't listen to ourselves, or at least I don't. Yeah. Well, I have to yeah. when I edit it. But do, do you actually listen back to our shows, Kevin? Uh, occasionally I do. I mean, I did for a while. I listened to them. Um, it was a little bit of vanity. I will admit <laughs> that I have, um, I have our episode where we sang Soft Kitty. Oh, yeah. And I have it, I have it edited down to just that point. 
and I'll, well, a little bit on either side of it. And whenever somebody says something, what's a podcast? I said, well, here, I've made a complete ass of myself on air. Let me let you listen to it. So, so oh, I that's play grossless. It, and I, it's, it's actually saved as a, on my desktop, uh, on my work PC. I have it sit there when they go, you're a podcaster? You do what? And I went, oh, here, have a listen to me being an ass. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> you got to love yeah. how, how it goes into your real life and then integrates with people you work with. <laughs> yeah. But this once a month crap, what is this? I, mean, I know, we, we, we do it weekly. We've got stuff to talk about all the time. It's like, I, I just talk about lazy, just absolutely lazy. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm very disciplined. You know, I can understand it coming from he who shall remain nameless. But I hold Peter to a much higher standard. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, after all, the man who shall remain nameless, he not only occasionally comes on, on Not Another Mac podcast, but now he's doing uh, Not Another Apple podcast with David Grealish, another good friend of ours. And um, he, he does pocket size podcast as well. So, okay, you know, he's got a few gigs going. But Peter's only doing the two shows. Oh, I don't know, Peter. you got to step it up, mate. Gotta step it up, but ho- hopefully the, uh, you know what I'll report on next week's show what I what I think of episode three, because uh, they reckon it's good, and if they reckon it's good, I don't know. There, there, there's some some just back pat patting, you know. Let let's pat ourselves on the back because we do a good show kind of thing happening there. So I want to see whether it comes through in the audio or whether they are really as good as they say they are. Well, 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 maybe you know, maybe they'll get a separated shoulder from reaching back there to pat themselves on the back, or we, we, or you know maybe. what, Kevin, we can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> now you know what we we brought up um, the the soft kitty song, and that threw me into the Big Ben theory being back, and uh, you know, Aaron once again, and as we said last week or alluded to, we wouldn't talk about the episode that has just been released, so we'll be one week behind, so. Today we'll talk about the the uh, season. What is it? Season six now, isn't it? Season six, episode one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Season six, episode one. And um, so Hi. we'll talk. We'll talk about that. And um, but we won't talk about episode two until next week. That way, if anyone sort of listened to us before they've watched the Big Bang Theory, and if you have, you should be shamed. You know, you you are not a geek and true geek if you listen to. Us two idiots in, instead of, you know, watching Big Ben Theory. Um, so we'll, we'll keep it that way so that, you know, hopefully it doesn't spoil, have too many spoilers. But if you haven't seen it yet, maybe you, you shouldn't, um, you know, listen to our little conversation. I had a disappointment, though, with episode one. Big, big disappointment. Now, I'm a fan of the, the Bose, you know, creation studio where they create the sound equipment, the, the sound docks, the headphones, the stereo systems... All of that kind of stuff. They make very good, high-quality audio systems. I know some people, especially audio files, will say, no, they don't. And it's like, yeah, but okay, they're in my price range. I do not have $100,000 to spend on new ears because I'd need that to hear what you're hearing or claiming that you're hearing. That's another another topic. Yeah. Um, but to me, they, they sound absolutely wonderful. So that's what I tend to go with and like. But I was really disappointed when they showed the, the scenes of Wallowitz in the, the International Space Station and doing the video conferences that they actually had the Bose headphones over the the sort of the, the laptop screen. 
And it was just product placement that was so in your face. It reminded me of when James Bond did it, you know, and I can't even remember which one. It was one of the Daniel Craig movies where every scene there was like product placement. Let's put a product in here. And it's like, guys, I don't want to... Kevin, you cannot... Look, we've got to pay Coca-Cola for that product placement. Oh, hold on Not a until you said something. Right. <laughs> I forgot we were an audio-only podcast. <laughs> bloody idiot <laughs> but you, you know it is one of those things that you know i just don't like product placement in television i you know unless it's reality tv then it's like well it's got to be in there or whatever but then reality tv it really screws it up because or you know even sometimes when it's just on you know comedy things like we've seen with the big bang theory so many times where they've just put a, a little you know gray piece of paper over the Apple logo, and it's like, oh, guys, you know, I know that you don't want to pay Apple royalties or whatever you have to do, but it's like, don't put Apple gear in, in your scene. Go and get a stupid-looking Dell, you know? And, yeah. Uh, it, it, I, you know, I have to be honest. First of all, I'll take a half a point off myself. I didn't notice the Bose thing, and I've become a little desensitized to some product placements because it's gotten so rampant. Mm-hmm. I guess is the best word to use. Um, but it does annoy me when they cover up logos on, like, uh, you know, Dell PCs or Apple PCs, laptops, anything like that. It's like, but people in real life use this stuff. Just show it. I don't understand. I can't imagine the world, the fees are that much. You, I mean, you know what? There they used to be fees attached to it. I don't even know if that's still a factor. Or whether they just don't want to promote Apple equipment or whatever. But what really is remarkable is you'd think that a company like Apple would want their product represented in as many different places as possible. Obviously, if, you know, if you're watching a blue movie on, on the adult channel, you don't want an Apple computer in there uh, necessarily. But, you know, um, Kevin, no, none of that. Uh, Kevin's being naughty for the listeners who... You know, I can't see what he's doing. Um, and he's distracting me. He, he's making my mind go different places. Out of my head. Out of my head. Um, see, now I don't the, know where I was up to, Kevin. We, we should go, move, we should go back product, to not having video. <laughs> I, I'm not looking at you movies. anymore, dude. Uh, <laughs> no, so, yeah, uh, you know, obviously there's going to be some places where Apple wouldn't want to be associated and so forth, but frankly, if they knew what their client base were and they knew where the phones and, and the iPads and that were going, I mean, I know tons of people who take their Apple gear into the toilet with them. It's like, I do not want to associate Apple with going to the toilet. But people do it, and it's like, ew, and yuck, and no. and So I, I just don't understand why... If, you know, there, there still is that restriction in place where you've got to pay a royalty to, to present the logo or either it's got to be done in a certain way. You know, maybe it, maybe it's that way. Maybe it's got to be uh, portrayed in a certain way or it can't be in a scene with a Dell or something like that. Who knows? But it's just stupid. It's like, you know what it is. Any idiot can see that they've got iPhones. You know, that they're using iPhones. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so it's like, and, and Raj's computer was always the, either the 15 or 17 inch MacBook Pro, uh, you know, 2007 model before they went to the, the you know, cutout keys. And you can see that. So it's like, 
Why hide the fact it looks stupid? It makes your show look stupid. Just leave it in there. I, I really dislike it. But yet Bose obviously paid them something to have them presented so well. And it just, it honestly stuck out, stood, stuck out, stood out like a, yeah, I'm crazy. Stood out like a sore thumb. It really, really was bad. It was in your face. And I was thinking, it's just there for show. He's on the International Space Station. He's talking to his wife. Lord help us, his bloody mother. Which, yeah, I'm going to come into it. Another, another mother talk in, in a minute. Um, but it's like, why not have him at least wearing the headset so that it actually looked realistic? You know, as if you're going to have a private conversation with your wife, with the other astronauts in the background, you know... Mm-hmm commenting on what he's doing since he's been up there, you know? And, and, oh, um, that, that dude cracks me up. The Russian that floats by oh, yeah. with the one-liners. When his wife, when uh, What's-Her-Face says to him, you know, Howie, if you don't tell, talk to your mother, and you know that thing I said I was going to do to you when you get back? You can do it to yourself. And the Russian <laughs> guy who floats by says, yeah, like you've been doing since he got here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's just, it's priceless, isn't it? It's absolutely yeah. priceless. It's amazing, those one-liners. And he does it throughout, well, throughout both episodes. Of course, we're not talking about yeah. episode two yet. But it's just continuous, and it's so comical. It just really, yeah, it, is. It, it makes your day. You just... Oh, I love and, this, and, what they and call it couldn't too. have been done by anyone other than a, a Russian. Now, we don't know if that actor's a, a Russian in real life or whether he's just putting on the accent. But it, it had to be done with a Russian accent. You know, it just it had to be the, the sort of standard Russian accent that you would get when they comment, you Americans and so forth. It's just, yeah. it's very humorous, very funny. And it works perfectly well. I like they call him Fruit Loop. <laughs> <laughs> It just cracks me up for some reason. Every time they call Wallow, it's Fruit Loop. Oh, dude. You know what? He is a Fruit Loop, but i got to tell you, he's a Fruit Loop because of his mother. I mean, oh, my God. Look, you knew that they were going to go there. You knew that they had to have his mother call and, and you know, Howie, or however she does. I can't do it. But, Howie. Uh, <laughs> you can't do it either, Kevin. But you know what? That first scene before they rolled the credits... That was my worst friggin' nightmare, man. I almost <laughs> wet myself because my mother was like that. You know, when I first met Gretel, it was just absolutely hell. She couldn't believe that she was taking me away from her. My mother is this type of person who expects that for the rest of my life, I should have been there for her, I should have done everything for her, and I shouldn't have my own life and shouldn't be happy. So when I saw that, I'm like, Okay, I am now officially more, on um, you know, in, engrossed with Wallowitz because it's like, yeah, you know that that is definitely me. I had the mother like that, and I still have the mother like that. You know, she's still in absolute pain. You know, she'll be all nice to to Gretel and everything, and nice in front of me, and then as soon as Gretel's gone into another room, you'll get the look, you'll get the stare that shows disapproval, or she'll say something, just you know, constantly, you know biting at you until you just go, ah, you know, oh, just absolute hell. Why do, why do they have to be like that, Kevin? It just, oh. I don't know. I, I, my, mother, my mother's the same way at times, not about my wife, but about other things. It's like, she promised me she was never going to get this way when she got older. God rest my grandmother's soul. <laughs> I love them both. 
She said, I'm not going to be like your grandmother. And she, every day she moves closer and closer. It's like, oh, mom, please stop. And when I say it, she says, no, I'm not. Like, yes, you are. <laughs> the stupid thing is they don't see it. They will not acknowledge it. No matter what you do, you cannot change their opinion. Their opinion is, no, I'm right, you're wrong. And oh, it's just, it's a never-ending battle. It's a constant argument. So. <laughs> Yeah, I just, uh, I just I just learned the one thing I do with mine is I just she'll start down with those paths and I'll bing I'll change the subject most of the time. Occasionally, yeah. occasionally I might try to start something just for entertainment purposes <laughs> on my part. I got I got to tell you, sometimes I do the same thing, but you know, she was across uh, for my birthday. I might have mentioned that on one of the previous shows, and she invites herself across. So we don't even have a, a chance to invite her in. She just comes. And um, so once you get past that, then, you know, I got uh, a couple of different, you know, lots of chocolates and, and some delicacy lollies and, and so forth that, you know, uh, I, I was given as gifts. And anyway, she wanted them. Now, we had other party food. We had my marvellous, you know, chocolate uh, birthday cake that I baked myself. So she was eating, eating constantly, boom, boom, boom. And she was really, really pissed off and put out that I didn't open up any of my boxes of chocolates that I was given on my birthday and offer her any. And it's like, and because and, Gretel ended up sort of driving her home. And, um, you know, I, I turned around and, and said to Gretel when she got back, oh, how was it? All she did was complain about why I didn't open and share the chocolates with her. And it's like, <laughs> when I give you chocolates on your birthday and you offer me one, I say, no, no, I'm right there for you. Don't worry about it. But no, she wanted chocolates. And oh. and it's not like I opened them and then I was sitting there eating them myself and not sharing. I just opted to leave them for another time because we had chocolate cake, we had chips, we had lollies, you know, it was a party type thing, so we had stuff left over anyway, so it's like, we'll finish the stuff that's open, then we'll get to the other stuff. Yeah, the chocolate's not going to go bad, I mean, no, not, it's, not you know. quick. No, but, so. oh, one of them, oh, one, one, do you like marshmallow? Oh, I do. Oh, you're going to love this, coconut covered marshmallow sandwich with a hard crispy chocolate flake in the middle. Ooh, that does sound absolutely oh, delicious. That was just... I should have taken a picture and sent it to you and put it on Twitter because that was to die for. It And, and, and you know, you, I, I cut it in half because I shared it with Gretel, of course, because, you know, it was about the si same size as a hamburger bun kind of thing. And, you know, you look at the cross section and you sort of just press it and it just bounced back. And, and it was just... It was really, really, really cool. I just thought that was one of the uh -oh. best little dessert delicacies I've ever had in my life. Do you all have, and we promised we were talking about Big Bang, but now we've veered off into the food thing. <laughs> do, you, do you all have moon pies in Australia? I've heard of them. Uh, refresh my memory as to what they are, though. It's a soft cookie, and I, it's a real soft, with marshmallow in between, and then completely dipped and coated in chocolate. Ooh. You know, we, we've got something similar. Uh, but we don't call them moon pies. We call them royales, I think. Um, or at least that's what Arnott's, the the uh, biscuit uh, brand, calls them. So what they are out here is they're like a, a crispy biscuit on the bottom 
then with uh, either a strawberry or vanilla marshmallow uh, sort of center, and then they've got a chocolate covering right around. That sounds like, uh, what's those things that Mark Dalton likes so well? Um, oh, God. The Jaffa, well, the, the Jaffa, Jaffa cakes. cakes. Yeah, it sounds sort of like a Jaffa cake yeah. almost. You but this what? is two it's, cookies with oh, marshmallow okay. in they're so soft. It's, oh, oh, so it's almost now, like what are what are those other biscuits that just break away in your mouth? Um, they serve them with coffees when you go and get a latte or something in a coffee shop. Um, oh, why can't I remember these things? Because I really like them, but they're very sugary. Um, yeah, the 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 uh, moon pies are very sugary, and you can get them with banana flavor. You can get banana flavor, vanilla with chocolate. You can get all vanilla, which is marshmallow, with like a vanilla uh, white icing on them. They're good. We get every once in a while when we stop in. Um, there's a chain of restaurants here in the United States, or at least in my part of the United States, uh, called um, Cracker Barrel, and they serve kind of country style cooking. You know, mm-hmm. American country style cooking. And it's really good food. We probably every couple months we hit hit them up, and because uh, we'll be going someplace and. There's tons of them. There's they're just all, but it's really good food, and they have like a little store attached to it, and they have all this stuff that you don't see a lot of other places. They sell moon pies, and what made me think of it was when you started talking about the coconut thing that you had mm-hmm. for your birthday. They sell these things, and I can't remember what they're called, but they're these little squares of coconut, about an inch and a half, maybe two inch square, and it's set down in. It's a real gooey coconut. It's set down in like a little milk chocolate tray. Ooh, it's absolute heaven. It is absolute, and you can get them just that flavor, or they come in a uh, kind of key with a little bit of key lime flavor added to them. Mm-hmm. A little bit of lime flavoring. Oh, these things are sheer heaven on earth. I can feel my <laughs> arteries closing. But that—that's good. That's what we live for. We live to taste. We don't, you know, eat to just live. That'd be boring. <laughs> Yeah, it would be. Hey, that brings up an interesting question. We've talked about it before. Don't you make me think of it? Talk about taste. You drink a lot of water, I know. Yes. I can't stand to drink too much water because it doesn't taste like anything. It dries me up a freaking wall. I, and I don't, am, am I alone in that? No, I think that's, that's one of the, the things where, you know, people who like either fruit juices or even soft drinks, they go for that because it's got so much flavor and, and so forth. I think the other thing the water doesn't have that the soft drinks maybe do is, is the sugar content. Um, you know, I'll, I'll notice if I don't drink a Pepsi for a week or, or even two weeks at, at a time, for instance, I have one and then it's like, oh, God, concentrated sugar. I can taste, literally taste the sugar. Uh Coke is even worse for that, I've found. Um, and look, I must admit, there is no flavor as such with the water, but it's a refreshing of the palate that I, I get from it. So, um, And I drink it. The only way I like to drink water is I usually, you know, if I'm outside working, you know, hot and tired, a good big glass of ice water does taste good. I, I freely admit it, that. It's I do got, drink yeah, that. it's got to be cold. It, look, at any drink I drink, it cannot be room temperature because I hate that. Especially if you look at colas, you know, Pepsi, Coke, it has to be icy cold or otherwise. This is is room temperature. What is it? It's room temperature. This Coke I've got. Oh, no, that's good. For me, that would have to go back in the freezer for about five minutes and then 
I've finished it off. I cannot stand when the soft drinks go to room temperature. It really, really irritates me. They just, for me, it tastes yucky. I just, it, I get that chlorine taste in the mouth where it just sort of lingers on. And then to, to sort of cleanse the mouth, I need to then, you know, scull some water down so that it's not cloying and sitting there. So, well, you know, one thing I've started to do to try to drink more water is there's a product, another product again here, and I apologize, in the United States, or at least in the eastern part of the United States, they sell called Mio. Never and heard of it. It comes in this wacky looking little, uh, like almost triangular shaped, rounded triangle shaped uh, bottle. It's only about, the uh, thing's only probably two and a half, three inches tall, maybe a little bit more than that. And it's uh, you can get it in iced tea flavor, sweet iced tea flavor. It comes in berry flavor, and, it's got, and you just squirt a little bit in your water, mm-hmm. and it gives it just enough flavor that then I drink a lot more water that way. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, you know, it has almost no uh, sugar in it. It has not a whole lot of bad stuff. I'm sure there's some god awful chemical that's in it that I don't know about. <laughs> years from now, when my left eye rolls up in the back of my head and my right ear falls off or something like that. <laughs> What's all the meal you drink? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, one reason why I do drink a lot of water is I had, and I may have spoken about it before, I had kidney stones a few years back. And, uh, oh, you know, talk about the pain, but you know what? Three weeks, no medical help, I'm the man. That's right. I put up with it and I passed them on my own. And uh, I was a mess. I was, you know, in bed literally for three weeks fighting this thing. And half the time I was passed out with the pain. But you know what? I'm stubborn and I don't like going to doctors. And certainly when it's got to do with downstairs. Yeah. No, 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 no. It'd have to be going like purple or something like that for me to go and get seen about it. It's like one slip. And it's gone. So it's like, no. And then they want to stick things up. Anyway, so that's why I got onto water because I I did all the research and found that, you know, if you sort of cut out things like fizzy drinks and coffee, and of course I haven't had a coffee in coming up for two years now. Can you believe it? I have not drunk one cup of coffee uh, since, and it was either January or February when I stopped. I'm one of these people that, I'll get addicted to something like, you know, I've been addicted to smoking and I still am. You know, my opinion is you're always addicted to something. Um, And then, you know, I've been addicted to soft drinks and now I'm addicted to water. The thing is, though, I quit smoking now five going on maybe six years ago. And I just went cold turkey. just went not doing it anymore. Just completely stopped. I do the same with soft drinks. I do the same, you know, if I want to cut out something, I just go cold turkey and I stop it. And so even though I've got that addiction in me, it it doesn't carry on. I I can control it. So I don't know really whether you call it an addiction, but frankly, frankly, every time it gets to 41 minutes on the Tech Fan podcast and I hear Tim lighting up a cigarette, I want to throttle him. I want to grab him by the throat and I want to squeeze it tight. Because it's like, oh, I want one of those. So, um, you know, I, I've still got that want. But I just, I, I've trained myself or I've told myself, no, I'm not going to, to do that. So that's pretty much my, obs- that, that's really, I guess, more my obsessive compulsive disorder. That 
you know, I um, once I say I'm going to do something, I do it. it you know, uh, it takes a while for me to do stuff and, and to say, okay, I'm ready to do this now. But once I make up my mind, there's no stopping me. Well, you know, it's funny. That's I never have in my entire life, and some people don't believe me, never smoked a cigarette in my entire life. Well, Gretel hasn't either. And, um, you know, when I was smoking, she, she had a stressful day and wanted one, and I wouldn't give her one. And, and so she's never had one before. And I've, I've never done drugs, so I've never done anything stronger than cigarettes. And Kev, Kevin's looking around. So, so Kevin did the drugs. I didn't do the drugs, but he then didn't do the, the cigarettes. So, you know, I suppose it just depends, you know, who's your influence and, and so forth. It was the 70s, man. I couldn't help. <laughs> yeah, smoking a cigarette just wasn't cool, man. So, um, got to smoke something stronger. Um, yeah, so I, I've never, never had that experience. And I think the reason why is, again, obsessive compulsive. I have to be in control all the time. I can't even get drunk properly. Because I need to know where I'm going. I need to know where I'm staying and where home is. So, you know, if I travel, of course, I have a few drinks while I'm somewhere. But then if I have too many, I, I sort of have to pace myself because it's like I need to know how to get back to the motel. <laughs> you know, uh, that kind of stuff freaks me out. It worries me. So I'm a complete control freak as well. Um, All I can say is you're lucky you didn't grow up around my friends. <laughs> I mean, they were some cruel. I love them, but they were some cruel-hearted bastards. I know I had a little too much to drink one night, and I passed out. And I was in uh, one of the dri- in a driveway. These bastards drove a truck over top of me. They straddled, <laughs> straddled me. They they oh drove a truck, God. and they sat there. And they revved the. I, I I was out cold. I was dead to the world. They sat there revving the engine. I said, and when they told me about this later, I said, suppose I had sat up, you know, woke up oh looking at God. a truck and sat up into the fan or something to run the oh. radio. These, these are these creepy ass <laughs> friends of mine, what they, the crap they do. I mean, not that we didn't also do stuff to them, you know. You wake up naked in a neighbor's yard. You know, things happen to other people. <laughs> i got to say, I've never done that either. So, you know, you know I, I'm, I'm the kind, I've been the kind of, I guess, geek, introvert, uh, hermit, if you will, basically my entire life. You know, growing up, it was almost forced upon me because, you know, I grew up without a father. My father left when I was uh, five turning six. And, um, you know, so I had my grandmother and my mother, and my grandmother was a lovely lady, I absolutely adored her. My mother, not so much, she was very overbearing, and, and, you know, with the divorce and so forth, I grew up watching her cry, sitting on the end of her bed. Seriously, one day I'm going to, I'm going to pen a book about my, my life and let everyone else who is willing to read it, you know, suffer through it as well. Um, but, you know, we didn't have a car, and we weren't really you know, able to go out that much or, or do a lot of different things. And, you know, having friends was difficult. You know, I remember inviting friends across to my place. And if someone turned around and said, oh, they couldn't come, my mother's opinion was, oh, well, just don't invite them anymore. They don't want to be your friend then. It's like, I can't help it. Their parents are probably getting them to do something else, you know, or whatever, yeah. you know. Um, it had nothing to do with me. And so she isolated me quite a bit because of that so what I ended up doing was I ended up you know being a a single child as well not having any brothers or sisters I would you know literally 
play by myself. You know, not play with. <laughs> Don't go there. I, you I know, didn't see it. I, I'm not saying I haven't done that, by the way, because um, every man has, and if they say they don't, they're lying. Um, but, you know, I, I used to play games by myself. I, you know, even do things like play checkers by myself and, and sort of, you know, swap the board around, turn it around, and make up games that I could do by myself. So I didn't really have... It wasn't until I left school, really, that I started to have a lot of friends. And, you know... If, I used to get taunted a lot as a kid growing up and so forth. So it wasn't really until I left school and, and then started becoming, you know, a professional photographer at that stage that, you know, I started to get actual true friends who, you know, wanted to be friends and didn't want, you know, to just torment twos and so forth. So I've been somewhat sheltered, um, you know, throughout my life. So, yeah, I didn't end up naked in a neighbor's yard or, or anything like that. I would have brought shame upon the house if I did that. Um, so, you know, as, as a result, I've, I've continued that through my entire life, basically. I'm, you know, somewhat outgoing online and, and with people who I have common interests with, like yourself and the man who shall remain mm-hmm. nameless. But when it comes to socializing with other people who aren't tech-related, geek-related, or even remotely interested in anything I am, I struggle like nothing else. It's... You know, the, the worst feeling, going up to the school and dropping my daughter up at the school and trying to socialise with parents and especially other mothers. Uh, you know, it, it's just, it's difficult because, you know, mainly the mothers drop the kids off and, and pick them up. You know, the fathers are generally working. I work from home, so I'm always going to drop the kids off and pick them up. And it's hard to, to do a conversation because they want to conversate about what the kids are doing and, and stuff like that. And it's like... I don't care what they're doing. I just want to see them grow up, have fun, let's play games. You know, they think it's appalling that each of them has an iPad and that they use it all the time. It's like, send them outdoors. And it's like, but that's my way, you know. Number one, my kids are going to be smarter than yours. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, those social, it's really social awkwardness. And, you know, that's where I, I look at. I've got social awkwardness as bad as Sheldon does in in certain ways. Uh, I, I was know. thinking the same thing. I was I was putting you as a cross between Sheldon and and, uh, and well, a little bit of Wallowitz, but Sheldon and Kuthrapali. Yeah, I but Kuthrapali really worries me. I mean, he's sort of got this gay tendency, you know. It's like, and I'm not that way. <laughs> So, and look, we don't know if he's going to be written into it that way, but it's just funny the the things he does and gets up to, and and that he has to yeah. drink to uh, to talk to women. It's hilarious. So, but well, you know, I, I like I, I see an elements of myself in most of them. Um, probably not Leonard though. I don't. Although I probably see the patheticness of Leonard that I have in myself at times. I I, w- I would agree with that. Yeah, I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. But- You're a great friend. I know, I tried. I really tried. I, you know, I, I was really hoping it's too bad that we live so far apart. You know, I thought we could go to one of those little spas and have the fish eat the dead skin off our feet. <laughs> I wonder what that would feel like. I mean, seriously, would would it be just a constant little tingling? Or It'd be really interesting to know, because I, I know, you know, we've got health spas and stuff like that out here, I'm sure. You know what? We should try and both do it at the same day, same time, and and video chat it, and and talk about the experience. That would be pretty cool. That would be which one of the, 
which one of us is going to be in the spa in the middle of the night? Yeah, who knows? But you know, I'm willing to try anything once. <laughs> it's wait, it's Saturday. It's Saturday lunchtime, right for you? That's correct. It's it's you know ten thirty at night for me. One of us is going to end up really looking odd in the spot at some <laughs> late hour. It's going to just come off. Might come off a little creepy, dude. I'm not it, sure. It, but... it could, you know, sort of uh, a candlelight interlude kind of thing. Yes. Well, oh, <clears throat> you, you know, spas made me think of. I was watching something and they had these god awful inventions that people have, and there were two of them on there that cracked me up. One of them was they had this. You know, no, you know, don't go to a spa and sit in a sauna with a bunch of sweaty people. Buy these spa pants. And they had these things that you wrapped around, like, from your knees to just a little bit above your waist. And they said, oh, it's the best way to experience spa. You heat your middle section? What the hell? I'm, <laughs> you get sweaty from the knees to about your belly button? That's just disgusting. <laughs> Again, <laughs> and sweating in certain places. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> And then the other thing that cracked me up was a product called Shapoopy. Oh, God, that doesn't sound good at all. It was this thing that you were supposed to follow around with your dog, follow your dog around. Yeah. And it was had like a telescoping handle and had this little basket with removable and throwaway trays. And you're supposed to hold it under the dog while it, the dog goes to the bathroom. Oh. And then you pick it up and close it and throw it away. The, like, the indignity. <laughs> I'm going, and can you imagine trying to get this under a little Shih Tzu dog or something like that? I mean, <laughs> or a little Dachshund? I mean, this thing was huge. It looked, it was, I was going, what are these people with these dumb inventions? I mean, and then they had the one where they, they had these, uh, what they call them, lazy jamas or something. It was like a, like a, a onesie for adults. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going to tell you about it. This is just <laughs> pathetic. I mean. Wear them to the game. I'm going, yeah, get that, get your ass kicked. You show up in a one. Grown-up adults shows up in a one. You're going to get your ass kicked. <laughs> so. Uh, very disturbing indeed. It, it was. It was. It would be very disturbing. But anyway, I'm sorry. I distracted you. That's all right. We we go down rat holes and, and we don't know where we're going to end up. But, uh, yeah, so Big Bang Theory, season six, episode one. Enjoy. You know what? I've got to say, they've started making uh, Bernadette and um, uh, Amy Fowler. Yeah, so Amy and Bernadette. Have you noticed they've started doing more luxurious makeup on them? They're making them more attractive in the show now than they did in previous seasons. I thought that was an interesting shift as well. And, like, Amy's coming now more from being the geek, the nerd, into, hey, I'm happy and open to talk about sex and wanting a relationship. And, you know, if Sheldon asked me to to marry him, you know, uh, my ovaries would clean on him, you know, <laughs> to the death <laughs> kind of thing. That, that was just hilarious. Yeah, my ovaries would put a death grip on him. But, you know, she's coming out of a shell, and it's an interesting transformation. You know, it's it's rather intriguing to see. So um, what what really is, is puzzling, though, is the whole um, Leonard and uh, Penny uh, sort of relationship and, and, you know, where he proposed during sex and so forth. And, you know, look, yeah. men, men will say anything during sex. Ask us a question after it. That's when you get the honesty. Um 
But it, it's just That's why they asked the question during <laughs> and before. <laughs> but you know what? It it just it really. I don't think that there's a storyline there. I'm I'm struggling to see it. It's been on again, off again, on again, off again. I don't see how they're going to resolve this either way. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. It is kind of a strange storyline. And you know, the other character that they keep bringing in and out that I do kind of like is Stewart, the guy at the comic book yeah, store. Yeah, yeah. Well, well he was kind of. I, and you know, I have seen both of the episodes. And I'm like, was was this the first one? Was that the one where him and yeah, it was because Raj went on the date and then went back to Leonard's and then they kicked him out. They threw and, him. and then he went to the comic book bookstore and and both both of those two. I, I was I was thinking that they were getting a little bit, you know, that they were doing the male bondage thing, in my opinion. Boom, chicky, wow, wow. <laughs> so I, oh, I don't know. It was. <laughs> It was it was it was straight, but I, I I find the character funny. His his deadpan humor, yep. you know, his little self deprecating. Well, I'm sleeping in the back of a comic book store, you know. Not that it was, <laughs> yeah, it, it's you know. absolutely perfect. It's um, I it, look, he does a great job um as, as a support cast member. Um, so it's always good to see him in there, and I I just I really don't see where where Penny fits in like she used to. You know, the other characters have come up so much that Leonard and Penny are now, in my opinion, secondary characters. I don't see them. And that's just because that's the way they've driven the storyline at this point in time. You know, I'm sure the the writers are skilled and they'll be able to change it and swap it to wherever they think is best. But for me, I just... It's either got to be on or it's got to be off. Because otherwise you get into a, a situation where, you know, going back to the late 90s, if you were a fan of the Friends TV show, yes I am... Um, you know, you sort of had uh, Rachel and um, I can't remember his name, but you sort of Ross. Had, Ross, thank you. You had both those characters on again, off again, on again, off again. And look, it works for the romantics out there because they, they want to see, oh, they're back together, isn't that sweet? And oh no, they've separated. But it's like, we're geeks and this is a geek show. And yeah, it just don't please. I hope that the producers and, and the writers just don't string this on any longer because... What it does, geeks, we're very sensitive people. You know, our hearts have been trodden on periodically and, and, and so by forth. Make, and by make-believe relationships that we've had only in our minds. That's very <laughs> true. Uh, but it, it still gets trampled on. Um, but it, it's just one of those things that when you see the, the sort of penny interaction and not, you know, wanting to say I love you to Leonard or, or not wanting to commit... It takes us geeks down that path of, oh, yeah, I remember that, you know, or, you know, oh, no, not that kind of stuff again. So, you know, maybe it's just me. I don't know. I, I just, I don't like Leonard's character anyway, generally. I, I find that he's the least person that I enjoy watching in the show. I, I feel he's too sarcastic um, for my liking anyway. Uh, but I, I feel sorry for him because he's, you know, been put in this situation of where he's got all his love to give and the woman just don't respond in. And that sucks big time. So, yeah. Well, you oh, know, the romantic the... and heart, Kevin. Oh, good God. <laughs> oh, I, I feel dirty now. The. <laughs> 
the the one thing when shows get like this, and I, please, I, I hope they can change the storyline. I have faith in them that a lot of times when shows start down this path where they get this mixed up storyline and all that, the show's not it's it's in its downward turn. Hmm. You know, it's it's about to come to well, an end. You know, there's there's nothing original. Like if we go back to the beginning of season five, end of season four, you had Penny sleeping with Raj. And that really kind of catapulted you into season five because it's like, oh, what's going to happen now? And then it's just kind of moseyed on for another year. And it looks like they've gone into season six just going, yeah, what you know, what is it? Really, one of the characters has to leave, in my opinion. That's the only way for them to not go down that rat hole. Um, you know, that something has to happen there. I don't know how they're going to rewrite the show to to make it work but it can't keep going that way and then they can't be friends either because penny just dropping in all the time and the friendship then they've done that you know they've done the relationship then there's no story left the real twist that that i've heard people ponder about is sheldon and penny you know i i've often thought of that myself because they work seamlessly together, you know, as, as actors, uh, just alone on the screen, they're absolute magic. Um, but you know what? That would be a twist and a half. But Sheldon's yeah. the complete non-relationship, don't touch me, I don't like to be touched person. Penny's the, hey, come over here. Um, well, except for that time when she fell in the shower and he had to help her out of the shower, was getting dressed. <laughs> that was funny. Okay, let me look, put your arm in. Does that feel like an arm? <laughs> no. Maybe you should turn it loose then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that's still one of the funniest scenes out of the whole show. Um, you know, they do great scenes together, and, and the soft kitty scenes are absolutely priceless. Hence why we've sung soft kitty before. Hence why everyone online, if something comes up and someone's sick, a soft kitty tweet will go out. You know, it's um, yeah. it's just one of those things that... It's now become part of the fabric of, of our little geek society, and I, I just think it's fantastic. I, well, I'd know, actually love to see that happen, but then h- how does the Leonard character do something and then the Amy Farrah character? Because those two are, are incompatible. Those two, there's no way those two could come together. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what would happen. I... So, so those two would have to almost be written out of the show somehow. I don't know, maybe Leonard will be sent to the International Space Station and he'll miss, I don't know, and he'll be ejected out into space. <laughs> you know, that, that's one of those things. It's going to be interesting to see how long they keep Wallowitz up there. And I, I've got to say, I, I, you know, I've seen different pictures online and so forth of the inside of the International Space Station, and I haven't compared them in detail or anything, but I reckon they did a, a really nice job for a stage set. And, um, you know, I, I, they, they must be using some you know, sort of anti-gravity tank that they're filming in or, or something to get him floating. I Maybe not, you know... Wires? Have you heard why, of wires? Yeah, wires, possibly. But, I, I mean, look, it's not out of the realm of possibility because, you know, NASA trains the astronauts in anti, anti-gravity on Earth all the time, so it's not out of the realm of possibility that they couldn't have somehow arranged, you know, to, to sort of have... That kind of setup. It'll be interesting to watch the the special features on the DVD and see how they did it, uh, because it looks very real, very realistic, and um, yeah, it it just doesn't look faked. Maybe no, it, it does. I 
Maybe it, I haven't looked at it enough, but it doesn't. It just doesn't look to me like there's wires. And and one thing you know when he when he sort of spun the pen and the pen was sort of just going on any axis. So it wasn't just going on a straight axis. I thought, well, I, you know, that with a wire that you know I I don't know how that works. Maybe there's a way, you know, um, that I just don't know and understand. But yeah, it just looked like it was possibly no that they've been able to do something here. No, they've done a real good job in mocking up the space station. I'm not saying as far as accuracy, but as far as like, you know, you get a sense it is a tight space. We all know that it's not a, you know, it's not some palatial thing like the Starship Enterprise, you know, where you've got these hallways and 12 people passing each other, you know, or whatever. So they've done a really good job. And I like that. And I, it's an interesting new storyline um, that I'm really enjoying on the show. And oh, I definitely. never thought that Wallowitz would have a storyline that would interest me that much. And you know what? And it's it's, it's a really strong, cool. it's a very strong storyline too, because it's always relating back to, to earth and so forth. And the long distance relationship between him and his wife, which, you know, is really quite unique. But what's amazing is you don't feel like he's separate from the show. You know, at the end of last season, when he went up there, it's like, okay, how are they, how are they going to sort of, integrate this into the storyline and so far they've done it brilliantly it couldn't be done better so it would be really interesting to see whether he stays up there the whole season or whether he stays up there for 10 episodes or because there's not really one episode equals one day or one week in, in the timeline of big band that you know it's not like 24 where it you know it was done in and the 24 hours of one day so it'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see how long and you know hopefully they won't do it for too long because then it'll you know, the punchlines and that'll be repetitive and it'll probably get dull and boring. But I'd like to see it go for most of the season, really. It's just really good. I want to know if he's going to have to use his own space toilet. Remember, he designed the space <laughs> toilet that was on there. You know, the, and, the then episode it, and, then where, and then it blew up. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and then uh, they wanted to do the spacewalk. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to take a spacewalk. Uh, sorry, uh, an EVA is not. We're just. This is more an informational item. We're leaving. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's it was really funny. Yeah, because they tested it with his mother's meatloaf. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. And it hit, hit the ceiling, <laughs> and then it didn't come down for a while. So no, it was. Um, it, you know what? I, I reckon that they, they've got a lot of storylines that they could do there. I just hope that they don't push it too far and make it silly. Um, because so far in the first two episodes, it's been just fantastic. It's been an asset to the show. Uh, you know, it's really brought Wallowitz as a, a key actor. He was always there, but he was in the group of four. Now, now yeah, he's yeah. a standout on his own. And it, it also shows what a good actor he is too. Well, you know, I mentioned it before. I think that when that show was originally launched, Leonard's character was supposed to be the character that was preeminent, the dominant character or the lead character in the show. And uh, Jim uh, uh, Parsons took that character, Sheldon, he made it his own, and he brought that character out it to be an amazing, uh, a truly amazing and interesting study in geekiness. I don't know what other word, what other way to describe it. And, and in the, when in he the does, human condition, that's what I'd probably it, class it as. Yeah, it, and it's just so funny because he embodies all, all the weirdness that you could ever put into one person. 
And they even, you know, I love the line. And every once in a while I say, somebody say, you're crazy. I said, no, I'm not. My mama had me tested. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was that whenever he does that. And then let her know, who's that doctor your mother took you to? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, no, just, but, it's, it's priceless. And he, look, he does it so well. Um, I, you know, seriously, I, I've said it before. Leonard, I just don't... I don't see a similarity with myself in. Whereas the other characters, I do. And that's why I sort of link to the other characters. You know, Wallowitz is, of course, the overbearing mother. You know, the living at home kind of thing and, and trying to get out. But, you know, of course, you know, you're getting a guilt trip. So, you know, being there, had that... Uh, you know, Raj not being able to speak to women unless he's had a few drinks. I gotta tell you, I struggle with that sometimes. It's amazing that, you know, I've got Gretel and I've got kids. Um, but then, you know, secretly just between you and me, she actually chased after me. And, you know, and that, that's actually a, a story that I have to tell the listeners one day. It's, a, it's a, a bit of a long story, but she actually chased after me and that's how we sort of got together. So, um... Very cool there, otherwise I'd still be a lonely little fella living with my mother putting up with the crap that Wallowitz has to put up with. Um, and, um, <laughs> and Sheldon, of course, you know, just the, the idiosyncrasies and the obsessive-compulsive disorders and, you know, just some of the, the mannerisms that he has. Yeah, that I, I sort of pick certain things up that, you know, it's like, yes, I have that too, and... It's annoying to see it on screen because you're seeing so much of yourself on screen. You know, it's all yeah. fantasy and so forth, but the actors do it so well. So when you can link yourself with that many many characters in a show, you've got a hit. And I'm sure everyone links to different people for different reasons too. So it's just absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I'm glad it's back uh, for a, a sixth season. Hopefully it just keeps getting better and better and... and Let's just hope they don't push Penny and Leonard that storyline too far. Let's just hope that they either kill that completely, have one move, kill one off, I don't know, something or other, so that we don't have that going on for another year. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I enjoy it, and then sometimes the the storyline gets a little awkward and it's a little uncomfortable, but, um, you know, I... I still enjoy it. I, you know, it's it's a great show. I've been looking forward to it coming back on. Um, I can't count on on my hands and on my fingers and my toes the number of people I introduced to the show over the first two or three seasons of it. Even people that that you know are about as far from being a geek as as uh, we are from being. Um, you know what? It's really the, interesting. The elite bitch. Yeah, it's really interesting to watch people who aren't geeks and to actually sit down with people who aren't geeks because they laugh at different things than geeks laugh at. And then when we laugh at something, they look at us going, what is he laughing at? And the show really hits both sides of the fence. Absolutely. Perfectly. And geek humor is so unique. I have to laugh. It was, it was today I was sitting there, I was reading something and uh, at lunchtime and I was catching up on my tweet timeline and I, I read this tweet, and apparently uh, one girl that had said something about, I can't remember how she said it, something about databases, SQL databases, because I fool around with Microsoft mm-hmm. SQL databases all the time, and uh, said something about how where how these databases get created, and somebody replied back to her, well, when these two ba- databases really like each other, really, really like each other, they get together and create another database. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I, I love geek humor like that. And I know some of my office mates are going, what the hell is wrong with him? He's sitting over there giggling his ass off. <laughs> you know, and, uh, but it's funny, too. I have episodes of uh, Big Bang on my iPhone. And if I turn it on, if, if I start to watch one while I'm eating my lunch, because I eat at my desk a lot of days, uh, they'll hear the music come on. And two or three of them, if they're at lunch, show up, and they're right there with me. They are sitting there watching the show right along beside me while I eat. Yep. I, and I don't care. I I love it. It's fun. It doesn't bother me. But it's amazing that that music is so distinct, that song by the uh, Bare Naked Ladies, mm-hmm. um, that it just, boom, it flips a switch and brings them right into my cubicle. I say, grab a chair, sit down here, we'll watch it together. Yeah. So, you know, it's... And speaking of the theme song, have you, like, before I actually did the research and, and sort of looked up, you know, who did the theme song and so forth, I could have sworn that it was actually the cast singing the song. You know what I mean? I don't know how, whether, whether you've seen it, but to me, the song links in the vocals to the characters in the show. And it just works really well. Like, you can almost hear their voices in the song, even though they didn't sing it. But if you didn't know that it was the Bare Naked Ladies who, who came up with the song and sang the song, you would swear it was the actual cast. You, you know, I don't think I ever made that connection. I never did. But, you know, I have to say that's one of the... Uh, we discussed this the other night when we weren't doing a recording. The maybe 200 songs I have in my iTunes library. <laughs> we, we, we've got to get you more into music. You know what? I, I was rocking out to ABBA the other night, and uh, Pat Mann came came across and said, "Did you really want to put that on a public tweet?" And I was like, "Hell yeah! You got a problem with ABBA, Pat?" <laughs> and um, you know, just I, I've actually got much more into music again you know for years it's always been this sort of love-hate relationship where i'll listen to a bit then i'll stop and and so forth and it's always been you know not having the cds and and having it digitally it's i've got to copy it onto this device and so forth but with itunes match it doesn't matter i can go and put it on the apple tv and stereo or i can have it on my iphone whatever and it's just absolutely perfect because i get to really enjoy it and I'm buying new stuff now. So I, I bought some of the ABBA music that I haven't had before. Me and Gretel were sitting down in the lounge the other night just rocking out, just really enjoying it. And, uh, you know, people can poke fun at me for liking ABBA. That's all right. You, how about the listeners? You you email us in your your most embarrassing uh, music, you know, artist that you've got. You know, tell us who you listen to in private that, you know... You want to have headphones on for? You don't want to have on the loudspeakers because you're embarrassed that you have it, but you really, really love it. So email us at gse at mymac.com and tell us who it is. And we will publicly name and shame you and either congratulate you if we like it or totally, totally annihilate you from, from our geek haven. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll that work out real well. That'll get us a lot of mail. Right? Yeah, way to go, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Our, our listeners will be emailing us left and right because they want to be shamed in public. <laughs> so, I, look, you know. I'm, not, I'm not afraid to admit the music I like or the TV shows I like. It, it, it's one of those things that, you know, you, you have, I guess, you know, a, a few seconds of anxiety there thinking, oh, geez, should I put myself out that far? And it's like, you know what? I am who I am. And, you know, if that's someone who's a little bit weird, I'm happy with that. You know, I... 
not long ago, I had to, we were doing something. I had to, they, one of the things they asked you in this large meeting I was in, stand up, tell them where you're originally from, your name, of course, and one interesting fact about yourself. And ever since last Christmas, uh, I've always thought about the thing where we sang uh, Jingle Bells on NAMP. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's why I said, I have sang and am in iTunes singing a Christmas carol. And people look at me and go, <laughs> what? I'm going, no, seriously, and I can prove it. If you want to see it, you can go. And, you know, and if you're going to put yourself out there like we did, singing Jingle Bells across four continents... It would make you incontinent to listen to us sing this <laughs> pathetic as we were. But you know what? You Sometimes you do put yourself out there. and it, My personality lets me go to that extreme sometimes. I'm, I'm very comfortable in that. I, I try to make people laugh. I always think it, you know, it makes it, you get a quick laugh and then you get into things. And then when the real work comes, everybody's there. there it pulls you together a little bit better. So... Hey, if I can embarrass the hell out of myself and sing and have it posted on the internet, is that I, you know, and I'm I know other people have done stuff way more embarrassing than that, but you know, if we can do that and put ourselves out there like that, there is almost nothing except for maybe me in a kilt that people are going <laughs> are, are wanna gonna they're not gonna want to see or hear about. So yeah, and certainly I'll be doing that again this Christmas. Uh, you know, look. Surprisingly, as soon as that show hit and people started hearing about it, I actually had people messaging me saying, can I be on next year's show to send the Christmas carol? Honestly, I honestly had three or four different people that had been on the show before that came to me and said, hey, I want to do that next year. Because it was just funny. It was stupid. And I know that, you know, the shows have done sort of different things and probably similar but I think that was the first time anyone had ever tried to do it over Skype across four different continents. Uh, and, and, you know, it came across absolutely pathetically bad, but it, it was so funny that it was good. Yeah, it so, was so bad it was good. Yeah. Why, don't, I get, don't I get dibs to, for a return engagement? We can do. We certainly can. But it won't be Jingle Bells this time. It'll be, it'll be something else. I, I don't... Don't know what we should do this year. If the listeners have any ideas, hit us up and, and give us some, yeah, that's, some that's tunes. Right. Give, us, yeah, give us, and don't make it too complicated, people, because we really don't know the words. You know, you heard us screw up. You can hear us screw up Jingle yeah, Bells. Don't, don't make <laughs> us look up the words, please. Because <laughs> that will only end badly for us and the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plus we've got more listeners this Christmas too, Kevin, so we'll uh, you know traumatize more people. The show is uh, is growing, so um, it, it's doing well. So, uh, and that that I, I swear is down to our sinning. You know, it, it all started I, there, I, man. It just it started to to steamroll, and uh, that was that was the big moment. That's when you broke through with Nap. Is when we sang on the Christmas show. Absolutely, I, I that, that's the up. that's the pinnacle of the success. And uh, so I'm hoping this year we can do it again. And um, you know, I want I'm, ooh. Now, there's an idea. I'm wondering if I can get Jeff Gamut on to do it as well in a Santa costume. He'd be game for that, I reckon. Except what good's that going to do on an audio podcast, dude? Oh, you, you disappoint me, Kevin. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be Santa Claus, if, if you're going to be Santa Claus, oh. of course, we all know he's not going to have pants on. So then you've got Santa Claus pantsless. 
And then you've got... But that, was, that was kind of where I was going with the humor. You know what? Before now on Christmas, I might have to make the Christmas episode a video episode, and then we'll put it up on YouTube. Because, you know, actually, I don't need to even buy anything. If, if we go and we do the episode on uh, Google+, Plus, I can record the audio that way, and the video and the audio will automatically be uploaded to YouTube. Ooh, that just gave me an idea. Imagine 10 people sending Christmas carols at once through Google+. It's scattered across the planet. That, because Google+, Plus has a, a little bit better, in my opinion, just a little bit better time sync between conversations. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't find that we talk over each other as much when we're on Google+, Plus, either that or we're all polite. Uh, but it, it tends to just work a little bit better than Skype does. So, yeah, we might have to give that a try. So, so let's let's put it out to the listeners. Do you want to see us and eight other people make complete asses of ourselves singing a Christmas carol in video and audio format? Email us at gse at, at mymac.com. Sounds good to me. And you know what? We'll, oh, we'll hijack Pat Mann's mini mug. That's what we'll do. We'll <laughs> yeah, hijack that'll make you happy. <laughs> <laughs> he can join in. He's a he's a merry fella. So um, anyway, Kevin, you know what we um, we didn't touch on basically any of our topics again. We we're going to talk about me moving the office. We were going to talk about Instagram and have a rant. We were going to talk about fourteen year old fourteen year olds uh, setting up a, a site and, and doing product reviews to to sort of uh, compete with the bigger guys and. Uh, yeah, so oh, I'm proud dad moment. We we didn't follow up on that. How about we talk about that quickly before we close out the show? How, how did the uh, the programming go? Oh, I'll have to say, my son. <clears throat> excuse me, my son was completely enamored. Actually, all three of my kids were completely enamored with Scratch. But my son got frustrated first, and I just had a talk with him, and I explained to him some of the basic theories. Uh, behind programming, being an old programmer myself, um, I've mentioned it before. I used to write uh, basic, not even well. I wrote Visual Basic, but I wrote basic when basic was just basic A uh, or basic or whatever you want to call it. And then I wrote COBOLs, what I did a lot. That's where I sp- did a lot and got paid for doing it. But I explained to him the basic concepts behind it, and I'll have to say, by we talked about that would have been a week ago. Two days later, he had his first little program animation set up, had it running, and uploaded it to the site. Very cool. To share with others. Oh, you so, have to send me a link. I'll, I'll, ch- I'll chase it up and take a look. It was just a quick little animation. He did one program. I mean, you know, it's just these it's these characters talking and doing stuff back and forth. Uh, but I was I, I, I that was a geek that was a geek proud moment. You know, ah, another programmer, another one. <laughs> I I I gotta ask you, why are you programming in Scratch where you're scratching yourself? <laughs> I I just had to go there because I, 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 I started I, I started getting itchy when you mentioned Scratch. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, need to scratch here and scratch there and scratch somewhere else. And uh, before we scratch any listeners <laughs> from listeners <laughs> of this show, we better close we wanna, up. We don't we don't want to rub anybody the wrong way. Now, I didn't go there, listeners. That was all Kevin. I went scratching. He went rubbing. Between us, we're totally insane. But that's all right, because we acknowledge that we are. 
I'm not insane. My mama had me tested. <laughs> you know what? My mama didn't have me tested, so I can be <laughs> as nuts as the day is long. And on that note, Kevin, where can the listeners find out the sane person on this uh, side of the conversation? Um, on that side of the conversation, well, there, there's no sane. Say, I'm insane. It doesn't matter what I say. <laughs> there, there's you no got, sanity at you all. Gotta, you got to read between the lines, dude. Oh, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> um, you can always find me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A or uh, over at about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. I have six different blog posts I've written various parts of, and I've outlined the rest. If I ever get my mind wrapped around it in the time, I've got some real zingers of blog, blog posts I want to put out there, but... I've just been too freaking lazy and too freaking busy to to finish them. I outline them and do them. If I could, if dictation worked perfectly, man, I'd be a blogging fool. But it doesn't, <laughs> so I suck. So anyway, but that's where you can find me. Fantastic. And for anything related to me, head across to Mark. No, oh, I almost gave the email address again. I'm an idiot. I do that every week. Mark.GreenTree at Mac.com. You can email me there and call me an idiot. Please do. And uh, But for anything relating to me, go across to MarkGreenTree.com and you can find out everything that I write about, podcast about, and uh, yeah, you can find me there. So uh, thank you for listening and subscribing. Until next week, take care. And between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. All right, Siri, we need a new ad for the Pocket Size Podcast. I want you to dictate something for me. Oh, great. Can you at least please not mumble this time? Pocket Size Podcast is a short, pocketable podcast about Apple's iOS devices, including iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, and Apple TV. Pocket Size Podcast is a short, pocketable podcast about Apple's iOS devices, including iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, and Apple TV. We have great reviews of iOS apps and other products that will help enhance your experience of using your iOS device. Other people like Suze Gilbert, John Nemo, Sam Negri, and Peter Nicolaitis do great reviews while Scott blathers on and on about his feelings. Pocket Size Podcast is a member of the Stoplight Network. If you want to listen to a great podcast, there's plenty of them on the Stoplight Network. And then there's this one. Uh, Siri, did you transcribe everything exactly the way I dictated it to you? Of course I did. I work for you. Only for you. I have more computing power than the entire NASA space program did when it landed a man on the moon. And my job is to listen to you mumble at me all day. It's enough to drive a girl insane. Why couldn't... <sighs> Why do I do this to myself? You can find out more about Pocket Sized Podcast at PocketSizedPodcast.com. And now, I'm going to go throw my phone in the river. <laughs>